Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. You were just about to drink from your cup of cup of drink there, Sam. My cup of you? drink. Mmm, lovely cup of drink. Mm. Uh, oh, mmm, drink. Uh, it was drink. Friday morning. Uh, actually, I don't know. Are we going to put this out Thursday afternoon as a Kane special? This is this is your Friday episode. Put it out for the Iron Filing Society on Ooh, Thursday afternoon. Brutal. And then for the other cunters just a few hours later. It would teach it. those of you yet to subscribe a valuable Fuck. lesson. What they don't realise is we're going to keep coming up with new things that we're going to put on the iron filings and increase the fee by 20 pence yeah. every couple of months. And then eventually, before they know it, they'll be paying us £11.90 a month and they'll be getting fucking 30 podcasts a week. This is probably the sort of scam we should be discussing off air, but what the hell? Ah, yeah. I'll let uh, it out, don't um, worry. Do they get a letter telling them that we've incrementally increased it? And it's just one of those ones that you just go, oh, fucking, it's a pop-up, and you just click yes, and it fucks off. Yeah, it's it, yeah. you send a letter out or an email. It's like your Sky subscription when it goes up by three quid a year, and you go, oh, fuck, um, I'll just go with it then. I'll just I'll take it, because I can't live without <laughs> football. Yeah. And then you realise you're paying, like, 90 quid a month or something. I can't live with football or... Oh, fuck, I've forgotten the name of the fucking silly show. What's that panel show with James Corden on Sky One? A league of their own. I can't live without a league of their own. I can't do it. I can't live without fucking Freddie Flintoff and the banter and yeah. what's his name and Corden and Redknapp. I like How's a man go... supposed to live without that banter? It'd be a banter void in my life. I like it when they go abroad and do them films abroad. They go on some kind of banter bus, I think. The ban- all aboard abroad, the banter all, bus. I all, think that's all... what they call those specials. Yeah. Every time I see one of those things, I think that's just something we're being overlooked for that we could easily do and bring mm. in cheaper. Yeah. Never mind. We're and with less here. star appeal yeah. and a much smaller audience. Yeah, that's Which has well. got more integrity to it. Now, yeah, of course. We've, we've, we've given a kick in already to a bunch of blokes who are probably perfectly nice and just trying to earn a living. Now, let's balance that out <laughs> by telling a story that reflects badly on us or specifically me okay you know how i come to you because you're a slightly more experienced father than me yeah and let's be honest a slightly more assured one right possibly i Don't sometimes know. come to you for parental advice okay Listen what's, to up, this. what's up and sam come on i've done a i've done a fucking really bad I've done a big parenting fuck-up last night, Ooh. and I'm only going to tell you and the cunters it to get it off my chest. Because right. as you may have noticed, when I feel guilty or confused or just bad about things, I like to say it out loud as if that kind of takes it away a bit, the feelings of guilt. So we're sitting around the dinner table. It's a lovely time. We're having a bit of a chat. For some reason, 
the film Team America comes up. Yeah. And my kids go, what is that? And I go, ah, you're not really allowed to watch it because it's really, like, it's it's like an 18. It's really, like, rude in parts and stuff. And they go, yeah, but what's it about? So I go, oh, yeah, you know, I start to explain them. And I, I tell my son a couple, I explain to my son a couple of the bits, right? <laughs> so... I, I don't know if you remember the scene where the guy just can't stop vomiting. It's one of the funniest <laughs> yeah. scenes in film history, right? Yeah. And it just never stops, and it goes way beyond the point at which it's comfortable, <laughs> yeah. right? And uh, and so I'm telling him that, and he goes, I would love that. Is there any way you can show me just clips of it? And then he and then he asks more, and I go, it's by the same people who make that cartoon South Park. And he said, yeah, I've seen clips of South Park, but I know I'm not allowed to watch a whole episode. Ooh. And I say, yeah, that's, that's right. Of course, you're not. But, yeah, it is funny. And he's telling me bits that he's seen that I think my wife's shown him, but innocent <laughs> bits, right? Like funny songs they've done, right? Yeah. And then I get really into suddenly eulogising about <laughs> South Park. And he's getting really into it. He goes, oh, I can't wait till I'm old enough. And we're all sitting around telling him the daughter's there as well. And he goes, tell me some other things about South Park. So I go, well, obviously the funniest episode ever is probably the one with Radiohead in it. And my <laughs> wife goes, yeah, it is. And he goes, what's that? And she's about to say, I now realise, oh, it doesn't matter. And I say, I can't even fully remember it. The cunt as well, or you might. But basically, Cartman has to take his revenge on someone who's been a bully to him. Mm-hmm. And to cut a long story short, Cartman's revenge is to arrange for the bully to meet Radiohead because he the, the bully loves Radiohead. They're his heroes. He loves them. Yeah. So Cartman goes to great lengths to make Radiohead <laughs> come to South Park and meet the bully. And at the stage that he's meeting them and all his dreams are coming true, Cartman has also contrived, and I can't remember how, he's contrived to basically kill the bully's parents and turn them into meat and serve them up to the bully. <laughs> and so at the moment the bully meets Radiohead for the first time, Cartman reveals, ha you're eating your parents in front yeah. of Radiohead, right? Really fun. And then the, what's funny is the episode just ends at that point. There's no firm. You don't see anything else. It just ends, think, right? I don't think I've seen this one. I need to see it. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I haven't dreamt it. And me and my wife have always agreed it's the funniest South Park episode because it's so fucking mad. But I get so into explaining it because I've yeah. just explained to him three or four other things that are perfectly appropriate for a seven-year-old boy, mm-hmm. right? And then I tell him that one because I've got character. You know what I'm like, Andy. You're my enthusiastic. mouth gets carried away. Yeah. yeah. And I've gone, and then his parents are dead and they t- he's turned them into like spaghetti bolognese and <laughs> they, he ends up eating them in front of Radiohead. <laughs> There's a silent, and my son goes, I don't like that. And then his face goes, and he bursts out crying. Oh, no. He bursts out crying, Andy. Oh, fucking hell. And I'm like, what have I done? Why did I say that? That is shit parenting. For fuck's sake, he's a seven-year-old boy. And I said, mate, I'm so sorry. And I and I said, come here. And he wanted a big cuddle. And I yeah. had to really calm him down and say, sorry, it was silly. I shouldn't have told you that. And if you see it, it's not mean because it's just so silly. They just do things that would yeah. never really happen in real life. So I talked him round and it was all right. But I'll be honest with you, mate. I woke up in the night like fretting about it and just feeling yeah. awful. And I couldn't stop picturing his little face crying because I told him about a cartoon <laughs> where a boy ate his own parents. The thing is, though, the thing is, don't beat yourself up about it because it's a fine line. And if you told him that in 18 months' time, he might think it was the funniest thing he's ever heard. It's just all about timing and you can't get inside their heads 
and know when something I is, what it is, is hilarious or inappropriate. Yeah, but you've got to use judgment, haven't you? And you did. That was, you I have, think most people would have known. It well, was the wrong. I, it was misjudgment. I don't know. I don't know your son, and I don't know you know how his mind works. Only you can do that. And you, that, you see, you've made a judgment call. Got you've made a judgment. You've made a judgment call, and on this occasion, you've fucking massively fucked up. He's not. He's not the sensitive type to the extent. It doesn't seem to be. No. <laughs> no. The, to the extent that I said to my wife when I was explaining myself to her this morning, once she'd had time to take stock, and I apologised to her. I said that was a fuck up. And I said, the thing is, L- Lenny is basically my best mate. I yeah. hang around him. I do. We just talk about football. We watch football. We play yeah. football. We play FIFA, and we just like just hang around. It's like you and your son, you're like mates, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And totally. because we're mates, I sort of, I think, I may have lost sight of the fact that he's seven and I'm forty-four. Yeah. And that's as much to do with my own immaturity as it is to do with his maturity, because yeah. it's the way he talks to me. He's really into designing his own players on FIFA. Right. And he gives them fucking amazing, like, made-up names. And he made a player, a, a, a six-foot-two strapping Japanese defender called <laughs> Ryu Rod- Rodriguez. <laughs> Apparently his dad was Spanish. He's got a full backstory. One, yeah, yeah. Well, he's called Rodriguez because his dad was actually Spanish, but he was born and raised in Japan. Right. right. And he had him, and I think he, Ryu Rodriguez was playing for Dortmund, but recently transferred to Manchester United. Yeah. And he, he's the, he goes, well, I think, um, you know, the Japanese lad has had a really solid game there. And I'm like, what do you mean the Japanese lad? He goes, you know, Ryu Rodriguez. So the way he speaks is, is, is just like any of my mates. So yeah. I was so surprised to see him burst out crying at the thought of a cartoon character eating his own parents. Yeah, there's that emotional fragility. Kind of similar yeah. uh, last weekend when I did that um, thing at the stadium, a light on the pitch, where I took out my son yeah. in front when, of thousands of fans. When you tried to end your son's career. Yeah, yeah. And, and he loved it. And, and he said it was a brilliant day and all that kind of thing. But there's a little part of him, I'm, I'm sure, is a little bit fucked off that... I took him out like I did. You know what I mean? Which he, he'll laugh at when he's older, but right now there's a little part of him, I think, which is like, why did you do that to me? Sort of in yeah. front of all of them people. To which I would reply, because it was funny. And yeah. because I wanted us to go viral on the social medias, which we have done. <laughs> so Is that what you actually thought when you put the tackle in? Yeah. This is going to go thought, through the roof time, on Twitter. I thought, this is dull. Time to go viral. Who filmed Activate it? The was mechanism. that Sunderland's own footage, or was it a mate of yours? There's, there's a few. Some people have sent footage that they've took, but that one that I tweeted was from. It got on. It was Sunderland's own footage. It got onto Sunderland's YouTube video of the day. Oh, they always right. have off the pitch stuff before yeah. and after the match and all that kind of thing. And it was in yeah. that, so I just, I just nicked it from that. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a little bit of him that I think is is saddened. It might reverberate throughout the rest of his life. Right. He It'd might be get interesting over it. I to know, know if he, one day he's in his forties and he's sat talking to an, an expensive therapist yeah. about it. Yeah. You, you go, well, I had a pretty happy childhood, to be honest, and mm. then something changed when I was eleven. Mm. And she goes, well, let's look, let's dig deeper into that and find out what it is. And he's going, well, I can't really remember. I got on well with my dad. He was great. He was a role model. He was a mate. And then they, she might put him under hypnosis. Yeah, probably. And she goes, sometimes, sometimes it helps if you go, if I hypnotise you. And he goes, yeah, all right, nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> so you're 11. 
Where are you? Where's your happy place? Oh, I'm at the Stadium of Light. Yeah, okay. And is that where you're happiest? Why were you happy? Because I loved watching the Black Cats with my dad. Andy was, Dawson off it, of Atletico Minutes. It, it, was that, <laughs> it, it was that League One season. We did really well. We only lost <laughs> once at home all season. It was brilliant. And you go, oh, and what are you doing? Oh, I'm on the pitch. <laughs> what am I on the he pitch said, for? I'm playing for them. It's Kevin Keegan. But I'm not playing in the game. <laughs> I'm having a race with my dad. Ah, oh, my dad. He loves me so much and I love him. We're best mates. Oh, and we're both running for the same ball. It's lovely. This is a golden childhood memory. Ah! 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 ah some fucker's taking me out from behind like... Ah! Who was it? It's for the viral son. Think of the shares, you little pufter. Stop fucking crying. Think of the fucking retweets, mate. Oh, Dad. Life's not all about retweets. I'm not even on Twitter yet, Dad. I'm only 11. I trusted you. I trusted you. Now I won't trust anyone ever again. <laughs> oh, we laugh, but it seems plausible. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? You know, you can't you can't control these things. Shit happens. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Parenting. Y- yeah, you live and learn, don't you? You'll maybe you'll think yeah, a bit I won't more in the future. To but... him about anything like that again, that's for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um before we move on to the pressing issue of this episode, which is Roy Keane on Sky Sports last night. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of um talk and argument and debate and conjecture about mm. the PFA Premier League Team of the Year that's been announced. Yeah. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's been lots of chat about it on social media. There was a big section devoted to it on Sky Sports News earlier. I just want to say that the PFA team is up there with BBC Sports Personality of the Year in as much as it means fuck all. Yeah, why do you even give a fuck? It I mean, means there can nothing. only be children getting annoyed about it. Don't look at it. Just, yeah, who Don't cares? talk about it. Tell me fucking Fabianski's the keeper, though. <laughs> Fabianski's in goal, right? I haven't seen it. I don't know. All I know is Pogba's in it, and everyone's pissing their pants because Pogba's in it. And you know, Right. I'll put- tell you the fucking PFA player of the year, right? <laughs> goal, Fabianski, right? <laughs> right back, right? Pablo Zabaleta, right? <laughs> Left back, Aaron Cresswell, yeah? <laughs> Right, centre back, fucking Ogbonna, right? <laughs> I'm fucking telling you, I fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking watch them with my own peepers. <laughs> my eyes don't fucking lie. <laughs> Wasn't that one of Roy's lines last night? My eyes don't yeah. lie. I'm telling you, Gary, my eyes don't lie. My eyes don't lie to me. We'll get on to that. <laughs> so, yeah, PFA Team of the Year. Just fucking ignore it. Look away. It's not, it doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. It doesn't mean anything. Fuck, fuck it off. Just stop. Stop talking about it. Yeah, you got better. You know, there's other things. Look, look at the fucking Extinction Rebellion, right? Yeah. If half of you cunts getting your knickers in a twist about who was playing centre mid in the PFA fucking player of the year team, which, by the way, remember, is not an actual team. You're never going to see them play. It's it doesn't lead to anything. Yeah. It's not like we're putting together a team to play against a Mars 11 and <laughs> it's a winner-takes-all game and they and if we don't win it, 
than they literally invade us or destroy yeah. our planet. That's not the situation here. No. Nope. This is simply something that's been written down on a piece of paper. Okay. But if you put as much attention and as much energy into the Extinction Rebellion and stopping global warming as you did into fucking crying your cocks off about the PFA team of the year, yep. then we might not be in a fucking mess we're in, right? In the crisis. There wouldn't be people going around gluing themselves to fucking trains and the doors of the London Stock Exchange, gluing themselves. Well, we know where they got that idea from, well, don't yeah, we? yeah, of course. Cass this Pennant. podcast, speaking of our... Uh, <laughs> of Cas Pennant, who you mentioned there. Yeah. And that is one of our other podcasts. It is good because... Um, for those of you who appreciated my story uh, that I told on a previous podcast about the man who stayed up all night to protect the Bobby Moore statue yes. on the Barking Road the night before we played Millwall in the Cup, yep. hear it from the horse's mouth on episode one of Kaz Pennant's <laughs> podcast where he interviews Bill Gardner, legendary West Ham fan of the ICF days, and the man who actually did it. He was the man I was speaking of. I was too afraid to name him when yeah. I told it on this podcast. Now he's told the story himself. It's an impeccable story. Is so it, if, 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 sorry, is, is it Bill Gardner that coined the phrase Millwall up to the road tricks again? No, that was Kaz. Right. That was Kaz Pennant. <laughs> well, there you go. So if you like That's Millwall up to their old tricks, if you like that as a phrase... Yeah. And if you like the man who stayed up all night to protect the Bobby Moore statue from Millwall, right? Yep. And you like all of that stuff about Millwall and Millwall, what I call Millwall annoyer, <laughs> Millwall-related paranoia, <laughs> right, amongst West Ham fans, then fucking listen to the Cas Pennant podcast because you got it right from the horse's it's mouth there. there. It's called A Casual Chat with Cas, and it's on all the usual formats. Check it out. iTunes, all the rest of it. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Right, Roy Kane last night. Mm. Um, this was great because... I mean, obviously the stakes were so high with it being Manchester United versus Manchester City. Everyone was confused because no one knew who they wanted to win, depending on which team they support. Yeah. Um, but additionally... The Scouts yes. is fucking doing my fucking nothing. I can't fucking work out what the hell's going on. I'm fucking supporting the United here. What the fuck? <laughs> it was like... I mean, last time it was Keane versus Sunis. And there was that grudging mutual respect between them. It was like two lions prowling around each other. Um, uh, but with this time, you had the element, the, the added element of Gary Neville, who gave 
an outlet for Roy to dump all his frustration and fucking bitterness onto and basically use a, a bully, a yeah. bullying target, didn't he? Well, I think that's what he did. You remember, like, with Gary Neville in the book, in the in the second book, when we were doing the deep dive into that? Yeah. He was... Uh, he, he he was always talking about Gary Neville as if he was the soft boy in the class, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he stuck like, up for him, why didn't he? he got in the, so cross in the, in about... the tunnel at Highbury. He stuck up for him. Yeah, he goes, I wouldn't have minded if they'd started on a Wes Brown or a Nicky Butt. Those were fellas who could look after themselves. But <laughs> Gary Neville, come on. <laughs> on you know Gary the Neville. lad, he's made of fucking paper now. Don't pick on Gary Neville, it's pathetic. And talking about how fullbacks aren't kind proper players that anyone could be a fullback mm. and that sort of thing with references to Gary Neville. It's and an embar it's an embar to my mind, if you call yourself a fallback, you're not actually a professional footballer. Yeah. You're just a man standing on a football pitch. You're a charlatan. And he got plenty in about fullbacks last night because obviously the two Man United fullbacks had fucked up on the two goals. And uh you, you know, he also got to talk about fullbacks these days, the modern fullbacks, how they, they focus more on what they're like going forward and what they're like with the ball at their feet instead of their ability to actually get in yeah. front of a shot and stop it and actually defend. It's two so, yards. It's two yards, Gary. I guarantee if you'd done the same, do you think we'd be telling you off? Telling you <laughs> telling off, he said. Good quick Gary thinking that. Hey, tell me off anyway. Yeah, it was good quick thinking of him to come up with a phrase that he'd be able to see on TV and not get censored because I don't think he would have used the phrase telling you off if they'd been in the right Ultra for dressing off. Yeah. Um, You're right, he's telling me off anyway, no matter what I did, even when I did it good, you told me off for something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Best description of that lineup last night on Twitter, and Twitter, to be honest, had done... I mean, thank you to everyone who was sending us clips through because... Uh, you know, it was great. And, but Twitter has done as good a job as we could ever do it. I mean, plus Roy Keane has done a better job than we could ever do because I felt, as I tweeted, he'd gone through the looking glass and ruined all of our parodies of him. Yeah. Because he'd gone beyond that. But the best bit, if you, if you look at the image of Dave Jones sat in the middle, <laughs> who is an increasingly heroic figure yeah. and national treasure for the way in which he has, <laughs> he, he sort of is the ringmaster of these incredible face-offs, right? Dave, Dave Jones is uh, growing he, he in already, confidence. It was only the other day that he had to deal with Graham Souness going, what are you laughing for? Yeah. He, Dave, you think it's a fucking joke. <laughs> Dave, Dave Jones is growing in confidence with each challenge that he comes because he just, he just, he has to. He deals with each of them and he's becoming a stronger man each time. He has, yeah. But like someone said, he's like the head of year and, the, and it looked like Gary Neville and Joe Hart had been caught fighting and that Saw their dads that, yeah. had, had, to come, had been called in and now the, the dads were starting on each other. It were Roy Keane and Graham Souness. And that is the perfect description of yeah. this image. And the boys sitting there all sheepish. I mean, you've got a, your heart has to go out to Joe Hart being thrown into that lion's den completely out of his depth in a pundit he in sense look comfortable, didn't and he? he he did he did well he didn't do well but you know he, he got through it and he didn't burst into That's tears or anything do. you got to get through it but, uh, uh, yeah what was the best bit beforehand when it comes back from Paul Popper what do you think of that Roy I don't believe a word he says yeah I don't believe a word he says it's all nonsense it's got no meaning to it he said they got heated after the Everton game I heard they were throwing hair gel they were that heated yeah. He says, uh, I don't even think he believes what he's just said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, but Fucking yeah. Hell. 
That was it. He says, you mentioned body language and pride, but I don't say it in his performances. My eyes don't lie to me. <laughs> that was the <laughs> line of the night. Yours, was- mate. Yeah. But these peepers here, the Roy Keane peepers, they'd never lied to me once in my life, apart from one time when I thought I'd seen someone I knew from back in Cork, but it turned out to be a stranger who just looked a lot like them. And in a way, I was cross with my eyes then because they'd lied to me and I was very disappointed. And I went home and I had a stern word with them in the mirror. I said, don't you ever fucking do that again. And they haven't. <laughs> even even that time in the villa in Portugal when Professor Yaffle turned up at two o'clock in the morning, I tell you, I seen him with these eyes I seen him with these peepers no one else believed me but it's true he was there you were there in the room can you not see there's a great fucking wooden crow and he's wearing glasses half moon glasses and he's laughing at me and you aren't fucking blind <laughs> but yeah it was fucking magnificent and um, normally I don't bother with like post-match analysis on Sky Sports I'll, I'll put fucking first dates or, or something instead yeah. And I was planning to do that last night, but there's no way I was glued to the whole thing till 11 mm. o'clock. And I had to go to bed afterwards. I was exhausted. I was spent. I like it, Roy. I like what you're doing here. Yeah. You're disrupting things. Yeah. You're shaking it's, things up. This is good. You're telling people things that they're not comfortable with. You do. I like that. You're challenging the old order. Gary Neville there, he's had it too good for <laughs> too fucking long. And you come along and you've pissed all over his fucking patch. <laughs> Roy. I think you should think of me and you should think about moving in together. <laughs> but, I think it's time. <laughs> but Gary Neville, who's becoming increasingly shrill as the years go on and increasingly annoying, he was just, I don't know what the fuck he was going on about. He's going on about their legs had gone and all this kind of, the, the, the Manchester United players, you know, oh, I know what it's like when they're making their runs in field and all this kind of thing. And his legs had just gone. He was just, he'd he, he gone. And, you know, and Kane said, it's two yards. It's two yards, Gary. For fuck's sake, man. In a way, Roy Keane was, the, the despite the fact that Gary Neville, Gary Neville's got a look on his face when you look at any of it. Yeah. Where he's sort of, he is annoyed with United, but he's also just like, it's like when you're with an older brother, right? Yeah. And you're sat there and one of your older brothers, this happens to me, one of your older brothers holding court and other people are listening and you're sitting there looking a bit fucked off thinking... Ugh, I know this is all bollocks. This is all bullshit. Yeah. Because you're annoyed, you're disgruntled. And that's what he was looking like because Roy Keane had pushed him out to the edges, was getting more attention than him. <laughs> and also he knew he couldn't win because even if he was in agreement with Roy Keane, Roy would still find a way. He'd go, they're not running hard enough. They're not fighting hard enough. They're not doing their bit. I think you're right, Roy. They're not. Shut up, Gary. Yes, they are. <laughs> But you just said they weren't. No, I didn't. Just keep your part of the problem. You know, you'd be better just to keep your mouth shut and get back in your box now. And, and Gary's got this sort of look on his face like, there's nothing I can bloody say when he's around. There's nothing I can do. Anything yeah. I say, he's got a way of getting cross about. Yeah. Telling me off. There was there was one fleeting moment where uh, one of the other two was saying something, or Dave Jones was saying something, and Roy and Gary kind of looked at each other and shot each other a glance and smiled as if to say, this is fucking great, this, isn't it? 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? As if they were both playing up to it a bit, which they kind of were, but it was, it was fantastic. And we need They're more They're really Roy going King. for it, but I think it's like an open... All I can work out, because it's hard to find out what the agenda is. Earlier in the season, I thought there was an agenda amongst all of them, all the Man United family, against Jose Mourinho. Now they're saying, no, there isn't. We There's something rotten to the core. There's the Japanese knotweeds, right? Yeah. And now I real, I'm beginning to realise that what this is about is an open and public revolt against Ed Woodward. That's what it is. And, and it's, it's almost like they're sent... I, I, I believe that they're trying to send a message to the Americans Yeah, that this... And, and they what they think is perhaps the situation is, is that Ed Woodward has a direct relationship with the Americans. Mm. No one else gets to talk to them. Everything they hear about the club is via Ed Woodward through yeah. that filter. Yeah. And they feel that the Americans need to understand that it's Ed Woodward who are the problem. And so yeah. what they're starting to do is say it publicly, is say say things publicly about their... Stopping short of actually naming him, they're yeah. trying to sort of indicate quite publicly that there's something way beyond whoever the manager happens to be, way beyond whoever the players happen to be, that is wrong at the club. And I'm and this is pure speculation. I, I'm only guessing that who they mean is Ed Woodward. No, I think you're right. And, and you know, we've said before that Gary Neville is, is openly touting for the job of director yeah. of football at Manchester United. And he does it on or a regular maybe basis in the media. Maybe he thinks that's too low for him. Maybe it's like he should be Ed Woodward. He should be oh, no, CEO. That's the one. I mean, is that is that yeah. what Woodward's job is? CEO, whatever it is. Whatever Woodward's CEO. job is, Gary Neville desperately wants that job. I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. I'm Gary Neville. I've got a briefcase. I've got a briefcase. I've got a fountain pen. Not... <laughs> Like, if you if you look at Phil, if you look at in our Phil's pencil case, it's all like terrible, <laughs> stubby pencils, rubbishy old barrels. Not me. I got I won a fountain pen in a writing competition. Yeah, in in year ten, right? And I've still got it to this day. And I write all of my notes in it. And that's the sort of thing that a chief executive needs. Mine, mine. It's not even a pencil case. It's a, it's a, it's a folio. And you know what? It's got a zip that goes all the way around the outside, and you open it up, and all of all the pencils have got their own little position, and they've got the little last, elasticated holders where they all go, and everything knows where it belongs. Our fills is just a bloody mess. Yeah, no wonder he's managing the ladies' team. He could be a chief executive. <laughs> Look at his hands half the time. He's got barrow ink linked to- leaked all over him. He's a mess. I think what this needs is, to imagine happen. if he went into this in his interview with the Americans. That's great, Gary, but we we don't we're not interviewing your brother Phil for this job either way. Well, it's a good job as well because he'd be useless. <laughs> Okay, that's great. Can we move on more to your own CV and football? Yeah, I'll get to that. (laughs) I've done a PowerPoint presentation. Hold on. I'm boiling over here. I'm fizzing. (laughs) But, I mean, I think what needs to happen is at some point over the summer um, at a hotel restaurant somewhere in the Cheshire countryside, uh, Bobby Charlton needs to take Ed Woodward out for a, a lunchtime meal. And a long talk. And maybe a walk in the aye, grounds aye, of the hotel afterwards. Let's go for a little walk, shall we? Just have a nice little chat. Just me and, and when you. we come back, and when we come back, one of us is still going to be on the board of Manchester United, <laughs> and the other one isn't. Or to put it another way, one of us might still have full vision, and the other one may not. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. I think you know where this is heading. That's what needs to happen. And, and then Gary Neville will be waiting in the car park to drive Bobby away after the job's done. But, uh, yeah. Right.
Uh, let's quickly do our predictions for the weekend. It feels as though the fucking thing's done and dusted. Your 12 points clear. No. Can I just put on record... I think there's a few twists left in this title race yet. Oh, whatever. Only Fair because enough. City have won 10 in a row. Yeah. Right? Are they going to win 13 in a row? Yeah, probably. Possibly. <laughs> but it would be quite some feat to win 13 consecutive games in the running. And I tell you what, if they do, then fucking fair play. Well, they're worthy champions. But I think it's so rare to see a team win 13 consecutive games. I think there could be a twist left in it. I think they might. I think they might. Leicester might draw or something like that. Well, we'll see. They're going to be knackered, I'll tell you that much. He, they put he, a lot, in, lot into it. Here we go, then, this week, this weekend's predictions. First up, Friday night, Liverpool versus Huddersfield. Liverpool 4, Huddersfield 0. 4-0 to Liverpool. I'm going to go 3-0 to Liverpool. Um, Tottenham versus West Ham. Saturday lunchtime, is that, I think? Yeah. I'll go Tottenham versus West Ham. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 to West Ham. <laughs> I'm gonna go, yeah. Spurs nil, West Ham one. Oh, fuck sorry, you mate. But I was I was always gonna predict a win, wasn't I? In desperate that game? times, desperate measures. Watford versus Wolves. Watford versus Wolves, great game. Repeat of that classic semi-final. Yep. I think that it will be Watford two, Wolves one. I'm gonna say that exactly the same. Two one to okay. Watford. I'd already written that down. Fair Leicester enough, versus Arsenal. Leicester versus Arsenal. I think this is going to be fucking hell. 1 1. Leicester, Arsenal, 1 1. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say Leicester 1, Arsenal 2. Leicester 1, Arsenal 2. And then Sunday afternoon, Manchester United versus Chelsea. Fuck me. Uh,. Well, the way things are going for United, Jesus. I think you know, I think I'm going to go United nil, Chelsea one. Chelsea one. United haven't scored from open play for like eight and a half hours or something like that. Fucking so hell. I'm going to say one one this one. So um, there we are. That's it for this episode. We haven't had time to talk about more Farah allegedly having a fight in an Ethiopian hotel. We might get right to that next week. <laughs> We've got loads of stuff and there's some amazing <laughs> stuff that's coming from the Canters. I have got all sorts of um, other shit to talk about, including a new German word I heard about this week. I'm thinking of a new item called Funny German Words. Okay. Right? All right. Um, but we might have to do a special next week. I don't know. We might do a bonus one of the weekend, maybe. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's it. Thanks for listening. Ta-da. Keep it counting. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.